Yule has been celebrated, and Carr is hungover. Welcome to A Day Without Trees, the inaugural episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> Car is hungover. Yeah. Car's better now. Car's better now. Car was hungover this morning. Yes. Very much so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or still drunk, one or the other. Yeah, no, right. So. <laughs> Car was metabolizing alcohol. Yes. That's right. After much celebration. Uh huh. All right, so I, now we're going to do introductions. Yep, right? we're going right, to do so introductions. And, and I'm first. Yes, you are. All right. So I'm Carr, and I am new to this exploration of paganism, having grown up in an organized religion for many years. I'm currently looking into the Celtic path and Druidry, as it fits my background, being Irish by heritage. My name is Gwen, and I'm actually married to Carr. I am an eclectic green witch. I've been on the path for, well, since childhood, really. I was also raised in a uh, organized religion and practiced that religion for most of my life and adult life. But I did practice witchcraft for eight years, took a break, and have got back on the path, finally, thankfully, and have been on uh, the path of the green witch for about a year. You may call me Ode. I am the child of Gwyn and Carr. They raised me in an organized religion, <laughs> but I abandoned it quite some time ago and was non-religious for a long time. I am currently stitching together a syncretic heathen tradition that works for me, that's going to incorporate probably some of the witchcraft I learned from my mother and any druidry I learned from my father. Um, I am not and never will be associated with the Asatru Folk Assembly because they're white nationalist trash or with the Asatru Alliance for the same reason or with the Troth, but only because I have some theological disagreements with the Troth. They're not white nationalist trash. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Listen, you got to get this stuff out of the way. Right. At the right. beginning. That's right. Yeah. Yep. All right. If you are pissed off about what Ode just said, you know, <laughs> keep it to yourself. <laughs> well, if you're pissed off about what I just said, I don't want you. You're either from the Asatru Alliance or from the Asatru Folk Assembly, in which case... Fuck off. Yeah. Keep, keep to yourself. <laughs> I'm not interested. Or you're from the trough. But it, it's okay. I know you guys aren't trash. I just disagree with you about some theological points. There we go. Now that we've got that done. (laughs) The PSA has been completed. Yeah, now we're going to talk about our Yule, because it has just recently gone by. That's right. And, well, to a certain extent, it's continuing. So, Yeah, so we started with the Celtic tradition, which is the 12 days leading up to Yule, Mm -hmm. and lighting candles um, all of the time. Because we don't have a Yule log. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very long uh, wooden, I guess, what, candle holder? Yeah, it's for I've holding kind of, tea lights. Yeah, for holding tea light candles that I've decorated with greenery. and That holds has, nine tea lights. Yes, yeah, holds nine tea lights, so it has been uh, standing in for our Yule log. Mm-hmm. So we, we started with the the lighting the, the tea lights every, every night uh, at sunset from the 8th until mm-hmm. the 20th. Mm-hmm. And then on the 20th of December, we celebrated Mother's Night, which is a heathen tradition. Which was, I, I'd never done that before, and it was incredibly moving. Ni- neither had I. Um, <laughs> but um, I did some research, and I, uh, I wrote some, some hails to Freya and Sigyn, the two mourning mothers, 
And a hail to our desire. I invited them to our feast. We had pizza. <laughs> it was a great feast. There was sausage. There was sausage on the pizza to, right, yeah. to, to symbolize the sacred boar. That's right. Um, we did that specifically because we didn't have, you know, a boar. <laughs> not handy anyway. Right. Yeah, not, just, yeah. not just lying around yeah. the kitchen. So we had, a, we had a little feast and I had, because both of my grandmothers are alive and therefore not counted among the desire, I had both of my parents talk about their memories of their grandparents, their grandmothers, which was interesting. I heard some new stories. I heard about my father's single memory of his one grandmother, which was that he was allowed to sit on the green chair and eat crackers, and he was the only person on earth who was allowed to do that. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. And I heard about the farm where my mother's grandmother went fishing and made the best grilled catfish that has ever been created. That is the truth. She's an amazing cook. <laughs> they shared those stories with us, and then we did some hails, and we sang some songs, and I got verklempt <laughs> unexpectedly, <laughs> and had to sing some songs while crying, <laughs> and it was all very dramatic. It was beautiful. It really was. <laughs> cool. so, so that was Mother's Night, and yeah. then... The next night, yes. we had Yule. We did. The winter we solstice. We yes, did we did. Yule. It was a little bit broken up because um, I had to work. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I got home, it was uh, sun- It was sunset. Yeah. So uh, we did candle lighting. And then Car and I had to leave for an appointment that, yep. had, that could not be rescheduled. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were gone until, well, I guess we got back about You got to almost, 30. yeah, 7.45. 7.45, 745 yeah. yeah. And, and while they were gone, I made sure the ham didn't burn. <laughs> and yes. And made some potatoes. potatoes. Those yeah. made the feast. It was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So, so they got home just as it was finishing, so the timing on that was primo. Primo. So we feasted and mm-hmm. we sang Deck the Halls because, let's face it, it is a Yule carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has all the proper elements of Yule in it. It's wonderful. So we sang it's that. It's got holly. It's got fire. What else do you need? Wait, wait, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. What Talks else. about the new year. Yeah, it does. does. Talks but, about the wheel turning. That's yeah. right. It does. If you've never looked at all the verses of Deck the Halls, mm-hmm. go for it. It's perfect. It is the... Yule Carol, and we're going to sing it every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps that we all know that one. True, right? Unlike, yeah. unlike the, unlike the. Well, that's true, but <laughs> <laughs> unlike, unlike the heathen uh, songs I sang on on Modern Night, which are the, you know they're sung to the tune of familiar carols, but they have you know all these new heathen words in them that neither it was quite my, challenging. No, no one in my family can pronounce. <laughs> um, well, we did our best. They tried. They tried very hard. I to be didn't. to be fair, I I'm probably not pronouncing them correctly either. That's what I happens. Didn't mispronounce them. That's I true. Just you just didn't, didn't sing. Listen, you just didn't sing. <laughs> did you deck the halls with us? He yes, did I deck did. the halls I with did us. Deck the halls. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that's opened... that's the advantage of deck the halls is that we know that one. Yeah, right. that's yeah. nobody's yeah. got to learn that one. That's right. the nice thing. Yeah. Although we did have to read the lyrics. We did. Yes. There are more verses than we usually sing. I didn't. I did. I knew the first two verses, but I didn't know the third one. And then, of course, we opened our Yule gifts. Yep. And then we did uh, a, a small ritual. and mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, which you it. might want to talk about because that was your ritual. Yeah, it was very basic. I, I wasn't really sure what to do. This was our first Yule as a blended pagan family, if you <laughs> right. will, with our different varying paths. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so basically what I did is I did a, a small candle spell, really, where um, the ritual involved having everyone say what they wanted to release from the previous, you know, from the outgoing year, what they were looking forward to in the coming year, and then we all made our intentions, or we're all cast our intentions onto the candle, which I then lit, and we let it burn down. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple, Ode, but... Ode stayed up all night. I, I stayed up until mm-hmm. 6.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, when Gwyn got up again and took over for me watching the tree candle mm-hmm. and let that burn down until dawn. So I stayed up uh, with it until 6 a.m. Yeah, we lit that at sunset yep. on Yule, and uh, it burned until, until the 9 a.m. the yeah. next day. Yeah. So. It was actually after the sun rose. But... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> after so, the sun. Well, the light was When I finally sky. put it out. But the, <laughs> idea behind, yeah. <laughs> but the idea behind that, obviously, is to welcome the sun through the dark night. Yep. So. So it was good. We were originally planning to do a much more involved druid ADF style ritual. Yes, yep. Which we ended up not doing because Carr was not feeling very well. And I, I just wanted to point out, like, just because you are planning to do something for your ritual or for your religion, just just because you've made that plan doesn't make it immutable. And it doesn't make what you replace it with any less valuable. Exactly. Your your devotion and your practice and your tradition are not predicated on perfection. Right. The fact that you're doing it at all is valuable. So even if it's not if even if it doesn't come out perfect the first time, it's it's still worth doing. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Agreed. And then we called this first ever podcast mm-hmm. the uh, a day without trees a day without trees and the reason for that is is that today is the uh, a day without a tree in the Celtic calendar uh, tree so calendar. we're recording this on December 23rd, 23rd yes. I was just going to say we should probably <laughs> say what day it is well it's the same day every year so people could have figured it out <laughs> the Celtic tree calendar is 13 28 day months and then there's one day left over, December the 23rd, and that is a day without trees. And it's also in the Celtic path, that is your year and a day. Mm-hmm. So the year is 355 days, and your day okay. is, is December 23rd. It's December 23rd, which is 356 days, right? 65? Yeah. 65. Six, How many days are there? 65. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've missed a few. Yeah. 300. I, I was going... Maybe I, it's different I, in the Celtic No, no, no. Right? I skipped those days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are the days I, yeah, I just kind of wiped from my memory. <laughs> yeah. I need 10 of those a year at least. <laughs> okay. So Yesterday let's, was one of them. Yeah. Let's fully establish 365 days plus one. Yes. <laughs> 364 and, oh, days. Oh, no. Okay. Plus, plus one. Plus one. Got it. We'll get it. Math is, listen. No, you said a year listen, and a dear, day. Dear podcast. Yes. Listeners. Math is not our thing. No. We will fuck up the math a lot. So please forgive. Screw that. Yeah. Please don't write in and be like, Hey, dumbass, here's how many days are in a year. (laughs) We know. We just can't express it clearly, apparently. Because so so the day in a year thing mm-hmm. is you're supposed to start new projects. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So you would start a new project on um, the twenty fourth, mm-hmm. 
Um, so for me, I'm starting the Dedekind path of the ADF. Mm-hmm. Which is the Druid path. Right, it's the Druid path, yep. And uh, the ADF is one group that does that. And the one that I've searched through what, and found what, fit best. What does the A, D, and F stand for? That, those um, words I can't pronounce? Right, yes, those words. You, <laughs> our own Druidry is okay. what it stands for. Um, that's, that's it, yes. very good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, but it's at adf.org if anybody's interested in seeing, you know, what do, do, what do the Druids do? <laughs> if you're right. interested in following along with Carr on this journey. Yeah. That's right. Yep, so tomorrow I will start on that path of the dedicant, and then I have choices after that. So mm-hmm. next year I can choose to go into a guild or go into a bunch of different things. So there's a bunch of different options as part of that, which is kind of dope. Mm-hmm. I think it's very cool that you have like a, a structured, yeah. organized like yeah. path to follow. I'm over here right. just like awkwardly shoving puzzle pieces together like hey did these fit do they i don't know idk well as a solitary eclectic i'm like i'm like yeah, yeah. you're I, like that's yep. what i do if they don't fit just saw some edges off well, and tape go. them together problem just, solved just make them fit what's the problem anything fits if you try hard and believe in yourself that's right that's called magic <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yep. We'll be continuing our uh, Yule candle lighting for me because my Yule didn't start until Mother Night on the 20th. Um, we'll be continuing that until January 1st. And there are some interesting things happening in January that we thought we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you may be familiar with the most recent supermoon that happened this December. The, the cold moon. The cold moon. Well, there are two more coming up immediately, both of them in January. Uh, January 1st, the, the wolf moon is going to rise. It's going to be a super moon. It's in Cancer, which coincidentally is ruled by the moon. So I would think that would make it a double extra super moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in January 31st, there's going to be another full moon, colloquially known as a blue moon, uh, and that one is also going to be a super moon, this time ruled by Leo, which is the ruling house of the sun. And? Oh, yeah. And January 31st's blue super moon is going to experience a total lunar eclipse. So it's going to be very auspicious. It's going to be a very busy moon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's got a lot going on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Many witches and Wiccans mm-hmm. believe that uh, doing a doing any kind of working magical working spells, you know, these it's a very auspicious time, a night of power, when it's a super moon, let, al- right. let, let alone a super moon that is an eclipse. Right. You know that that's even. That has even more strength and power behind it. Mm-hmm. So there, it should be an interesting night. Yeah. I've got some information about the assorted moons. I don't know a whole Somebody lot. Somebody studied. I studied. Oh, that's well. It's, it's my way. It. Ode is our researcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's what I do. Which is why it's a good thing I'm the one on the, like, there is no path, read your books and figure it out uh, tradition. Because <laughs> uh, that's all there is, is uh, read your books and figure it out. 
So, um, so I did some research. I don't know a whole lot about um, working with the moon uh, in like a traditional witchcrafty way. Um, so, uh, if Gwyn would like to jump in at any point while I'm reading off this information I have uncovered, uh, that would be very welcome. So, the first supermoon, uh, on January 1st, is the commonly called the wolf moon, old moon, or ice moon, depending on where you get your information regionally, I think. So there are some correspondences for the wolf moon that I have found. Black and white and silver are the colors, to the surprise of absolutely no one. Uh, Gemstones uh, corresponding to the wolf moon are hematite. Again, not a surprise. The only other stone I might expect is like opals? Yeah, opal is is, uh, would be a good stone. Honestly, I'm not surprised about the hematite Mm-hmm. It, it's, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about the, you know, full mm-hmm. moon rituals and esbots in my own practice. It, I'm, I don't do a lot of moon rituals. Mm-hmm. You know, I will, if I am casting a spell or if it's something that uh, needs that extra power, I might do a spell on a full moon um, but usually if it's something auspicious like what's coming up, I'll do a meditation. You time it for that. Yeah, I time what I'm doing, uh, whether it's a ritual or a um, a meditation or a spell. I time it. And, um, you know, hematite, uh, what else did you... And, you know, the color black. and mm-hmm. all, You know, these are, these are protective. These are... You can, you know, use these for protection spells, for banishing spells, for letting go of uh, things that um, are harmful in your life sticky in your life and you want to shed those things Mm -hmm. you know that would be a a good moon to focus on those things here's something i wonder i wonder if because you know the moon is related to the tides Mm -hmm. and the tides are partially influenced by the poles and so on and so forth uh, I wonder if hematite is considered a, a moon-related gemstone because it's commonly believed to be magnetic. It mm. isn't actually magnetic, except in very, very rare instances. It's got a very low iron content, but it's frequently thought to be magnetic, and it is frequently sold as magnetic. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's where this association comes from. That's very possible because, you know, the we we talked about this and we had talked about maybe discussing it at some point this evening that the moon is in many traditions considered a feminine energy connected to you know the women's mis- women's mysteries and mm-hmm. the you know the lunar cycle is connected to the menstrual cycle and that kind of thing which is interesting because so, yeah I, w- I would think there could be a correlation in although that. i don't have any evidence for this and have never looked it up I, my personal feeling about hematite is that it's a masculine stone. Yeah, I, I get more of a, a masculine vibe from it, uh-huh. personally. The the moon is feminine in a lot of Wiccan and, and witchcraft uh, traditions, and in a lot of uh, religions. Um, in heathen religion, in um, Norse and Germanic traditions, it is masculine. It's represented by, personified by Mani, who is chased through the sky by Mm -hmm. a wolf, Mm -hmm. one of two wolves, depending on whether you agree with Sterlingson or Grimmisval, either Skull or Hattie. And he's the brother of the son, who is feminine. So 
I am just, I decided, you know, I'm going to look this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and hematite is a stone of magicians and exorcists. It enhances mental activity, mm-hmm. balances yin-yang energy. So that you've got that male-female mm-hmm. correspondence there. And emotions dissolves negativity. The force and the power of Mars is concealed in this stone is what... Mm-hmm. Um, Mars is traditionally yep. considered masculine. Yep. So that allows the wearer to influence other people. Yeah. I it, it makes sense to me that that this actually makes sense to me that this masculine stone would be associated with what in at least what, in, in my tradition. tradition would be considered the feminine energy of the moon. You think it creates sort of a balance? Yeah, a yin yang, a, a, a balance. You know, and again, it it it, it is good for repelling negative energy for um it's protective it's good you know for banishing Mm -hmm. those things in your life that are harmful or unhelpful cool i've got some other correspondences i've got some trees birch and hazel daddy you know anything about those trees in particular no not not yet all right he's not learning hasn't hasn't started the path yet exactly it's associated with inanna who I think is a Mesopotamian yes. goddess, mm-hmm. and Freya, who's one of mine. The herbs thistle and marjoram, as well as generally nuts and seeds, mm. and with the element of air. Those are the wolf moon correspondences. And I think it's interesting that the wolf moon is correspondent with air, because what I have read is that the full moon generally is correspondent with water. And this particular supermoon is also correspondent with water, because it's the supermoon in Cancer, which is a water sign ruled by the moon. So you would think this would be an especially moony supermoon. Mm-hmm. Um, a moony supermoon? A moony supermoon. <laughs> a lunar, an ultra-lunar supermoon. An ultra-lunar supermoon. Ultra lunar supermoon. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Cancer is considered an introspective, intuitive, emotional, eloquent, and clairvoyant sign. Uh, and is often considered enigmatic and mysterious. So perhaps on that particular supermoon, focus on psychic development. Yeah, divinations. Mm-hmm. Um, spirit communication. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those types of things. The wolf moon is also, as always in winter, um, useful for spiritual development and physical decluttering. Again, with the repelling of what's yep. negative Letting go of what's not, what isn't useful. Yep. Because although the sun has returned triumphant by January, Mm -hmm. the nights are still very long. It's normal to be lethargic Mm -hmm. and sort of inwardly focused. There's no point in trying to speed up your cycle. You're, this is natural. It's Mm -hmm. the right time for you to be introspective, to be introspective and homebound Mm -hmm. and focused on yourself and, and cleaning up or developing your personal space. Now, now of course we do have to say that that is if you are in the Northern hemisphere. Yes. The Southern hemisphere is a whole different different situation, which I am not qualified to comment on (laughs) as I have never been to the Southern hemisphere. So if you are a Southern hemisphere pagan or witch, enlighten us on, on yeah, let us know because we've got nothing. We got nothing. (laughs) So we would love to know because it's actually summer solstice mm -hmm, for them. Yep. Whereas it's winter solstice for us. The Northern Hemisphere, all our lives, and we have lived in wintry climes most of our lives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for us, winter is is a hibernation period. That may not be so for other people. That's right. right. 
That's right. The other thing I read about the wolf moon um, is to consider the communal nature of wolves. Mm. There are, uh, People have sort of differing opinions on wolves, sort of depending on where you come from. In um, heathen tradition, wolves are very antagonistic, which I have like a struggle with because I consider wolves very practical, resourceful, family-oriented animals. So it's hard for me reading the the Eddas and so on to interpret the wolves I'm reading about as as aggressively as my ancestors would have, but the it's something that's consistent about wolves sort of across cultures is that they're perceived as being transformative. There are there are traditions of people transforming into wolves mm. through various methods across cultures all over the world. Um, so consider the communal nature of wolves. Maybe consider doing work about your family, about honoring your traditions or your elders. Consider um, transforming into the person you want to be moving forward. January is a good time to start anything. That's why so many people make resolutions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually, Oath Day, which is the 12th day of Yule in the heathen tradition, falls on January 1st. Mm. So the New Year's resolutions and Oath Day line up very neatly. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so that's all I have about the wolf moon. Does anyone have any further? Um, I just wanted to talk about the, that it's also a good time when you have a full moon, especially a super moon mm-hmm. or something like this, an, an eclipse, to create moon water. Yeah. I created moon water on the, the, the most, recent, have, on super most moon. recent super moon. The cold, cold the moon. Cold moon. Yep. Moon water is water that's been charged with the energies of the moon, and it is a popular way to charge water to be used during ceremony or spell working or to brew magical potions and can be used for anything you're directed to use your water for. Do you um, want to go through how to make moon water? Yep, that's exactly what I'm going to do. While moon water is charged with lunar energies, and just so you know, I'm getting this information from a great site which is called wikipedia.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wikipedia is very... I go to there all yeah. the time. So this is where I'm getting that article from. While the moon water is charged with lunar energies, um, it may also be charged with the energies of the zodiac sign the moon is passing through which at the time. January which, 1st is Cancer. Which is Cancer. And January 31st is Leo. Here's the thing. The moon water that I created was while Mercury was in uh-huh. retrograde. <laughs> so that would be, you know... Mercury in retrograde is usually, uh, from what I've been reading, bl- it's used to blame a lot of bad things. It's, on- it's the scapegoat? It's the scapegoat. Exactly. To, to, to be perfectly candid, none of us know a great deal about astrology. No, at all. It's Take just- everything we say about stars with a grain of salt. I know I'm a Pisces. It goes about that far. I still created the moon water with the intentions that it was charged with the super moon's energies mm-hmm. and i'm just not worrying about, about the fact mercury. that it was in mercury in retrograde we'll see how that goes mm. um but anyway to create moon water is very simple you collect water from um, an appropriate source and transfer it into a glass or silver container i chose and and do make sure that it's been well washed and cleansed sterilized yeah exactly <laughs> and i chose to use um purified water yep 
um, because I want to be able to use it in in uh, ritual where it can be consumed. Consumed. If you're not going to consume it, um, you can use other sources of water. Rain water. Yeah. Snow melt. Exactly. But if you are going to consume the water, do please make sure it's purified water. And then what I did was, you know, I put it in that that glass container. I put it in a window uh, where the, the the light of the moon would shine through on it. Uh, said the words of my intention for the use and let it sit there throughout the the full moon cycle. Have you ever done like a um, an infused water? No, I haven't. No, my mm-hmm. understanding is that you can do that with. Um, herbs and stones but you have to be aware of what might leach into the water right right so do with caution Mm -hmm. Uh, double check the toxicity of everything you're using and that's the one thing that we all i think agree on is research everything research 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 don't assume it's not a baneful in fact assume it's a baneful baneful (laughs) means bad (laughs) so well no baneful means toxic baneful doesn't mean bad baneful means you shouldn't eat it and in some cases shouldn't touch it that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it has a very specific use case. Good point. Good point. Again, if you want to read um, more about creating moon water, you can go to wikipedia.com and they have a search bar and uh, you can just put in moon water mm-hmm. and find the article. So do we want to talk about the blue moon? There's not a whole lot out there. Mm. It's it's All I've been able to find is that it's considered sort of a magical bonus round. Yeah, because it's... Um, it's a moon that occurs twice uh, in one month or one cycle right. of. That's well. That's the there. There are two definitions for a blue moon. There's the uh, the colloquial definition of a blue moon, which mm-hmm. started in the 1930s. I want to say, mm-hmm. which is that it's the second moon, the second full moon in a month. Um, there's the traditional blue moon, which is the third full moon in a season. But that is harder for people to keep track of. So mm-hmm. we're considering the second full moon in January to be a blue moon because we use the uh, modern calendar and not the traditional lunisolar calendars of our ancestors mm-hmm. and therefore have to put up with months that are not all 28 days long. And according to what I'm reading here, again from Wikipedia, the blue moon is considered by some witches to be twice as powerful, Mm. um, or at least more powerful than your ordinary full moon. Mm. Um, So it's a good time to perform a a spell that needs some extra kick. Right. Or some oomph behind it. And that blue moon will be um, the Leo supermoon. Leo is ruled by the sun, which is where the light from the moon reflects from, so that that seems auspicious to me. Mm -hmm. uh, Leo is creative, passionate, generous, cheerful, and confident. It is a fire sign, and I've been wondering about this, and I wanted to ask you. So, I know that traditionally speaking, an eclipse is considered just sort of extra magical oomph because it sort of shows you all the Mm -hmm. phases of the moon at once. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if an eclipse can represent uh, a reversal in the same way that a Merc-staved rune or a reversed tarot card would represent a reversal of its traditional meaning. That's a really good question, and I'll be honest, I don't know. That's not something I've ever really researched or, or thought about. 
I because I haven't been able to find anything about this while I was while I was uh, researching this, but it it seems intuitively coherent to me. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if you had any thoughts. Well, I'm I'm looking. I, I have my computer here, so I can do <laughs> fast <laughs> little searches. This is actually on a, a solar eclipse, and I, I found it on mas- MagicalRecipesOnline.com, mm-hmm. another really good site. A solar eclipse... None of these sites are we sponsored by, by the no, way. No, 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 no. <laughs> these are sites we go to. There is no sponsoring. There no. is no sponsoring. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor us, feel free. Um, no, a solar eclipse can, um, according to this article, be seen as very a very powerful new moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And new moons are traditionally... Well, new moons are traditionally a time of rest, right? For, well, for most witches. yeah, a lot, a lot of witches, I a, guess, a don't, lot do, of magic don't do magic during, during new moons. the new moon. Yeah, it's it's just a time to well to rest and reflect, basically. Mm-hmm. It's also I I personally have used new moons though um, as a if there's something that I need to build toward, mm-hmm. if there's a spell. Or a working that I'm doing that needs to build toward started on the new yeah, moon and let it go all the way the to waxing moon, exactly wax as it as the moon waxes mm-hmm. to full and then perform the spell on the full moon. Okay, um, sometimes I've done that. So you give like a charging period. Yeah, yeah, depending on what the need of is behind the spell. Right. Mm-hmm. So for a lunar eclipse, would you consider that transforming the super moon into a super new moon? That's again. It, I'm. I don't know. I'm looking up in the air <laughs> as we speak. Throughout the moon's monthly cycle, and this is from Pagan Path, <clears throat> the moon waxes and wanes at the new moon. The moon is completely invisible, and then of course at uh, the full moon, it is at its fullest extent, energy in, in phase. During a lunar eclipse, we experience, I guess, what is called a micro month. The moon is full, then partially or completely hidden. And then visible again. Right, it goes within all the just a few minutes. An energy similar to a complete cycle of full waning and new black, and then waxing and full again. Mm-hmm. I, I guess in a, in according to this, in addition to the cyclical energy, we are aware of the Earth's presence and her shadow falls on the moon as right. she appears between the moon and the sun. This adds the unification of Earth and lunar energy. Reinforcing the sense of wholeness, completion, and cycles of a lunar eclipse. So here's something to consider. Mm -hmm. The January 31st supermoon, which is the moon that's going to have the total lunar eclipse, Mm -hmm. is in Leo. Leo is ruled by the sun. Mm -hmm. So this supermoon is going to be cut off from the ruler of its house by a total eclipse. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that has implications. I feel like, okay, let me say this. If you're going to do some high-intensity magic during January, do it January 1st. January 31st, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be very busy. But -hmm. I feel like if you're going to do magic on the 31st, you want to go in with a very clear plan. And you want to be very Mm -hmm. aware of all the elements at play. And decide for yourself how they're going to impact anything you do. There are so many pieces on this particular board. I think that's I think that's sound advice. Again, I I mm-hmm. don't really have any particular views or opinions on that. Right. I, I do think it is a good time to uh, if you do want to grow in an area. Mm-hmm. I think, but again, go with a 
have a very clearly yeah have a very clearly stated intention intention. there's going to be enough muddiness on sort of a cosmic Mm -hmm. level Mm -hmm. don't add anything to that Mm -hmm. go with very clear defined stated goals and i think it's also good to remember that even though the moon is going to be obscured during the lunar eclipse Mm -hmm. you can still perform magic that lunar energy is still there you don't have to see the full moon in order for that lunar energy yeah, to be talk, available. Talk about how when you made our, our the moon water during the cold moon, the, our moon was obscured. Yeah. It, it was behind the clouds. It was. It was behind the clouds. There were times through that night that it came through and it mm-hmm. shined through. Um, I did a meditation while I was, uh, you know, creating that water, focused my intention on it. Because really, uh, it is the intention of the witch that really is the most important thing. The, the, the moon includes you know we're including her energy into this or or we're partnering with the moon if you will to enhance or to in uh to empower but but really it's the the energy and the attention and the focus of the witch that ultimately matters when you say you're partnering with the moon you mean in the same way that you as a witch partner with spirit allies or plant Mm -hmm. allies Mm -hmm. that sort of thing yeah that's how i look at it other witches may see it differently and that Mm -hmm. is the one thing i want to also add in this podcast is that, you know, we are three different individuals on three different paths. Um, we're Some all... of us still very much early on in those paths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as an eclectic witch, I don't follow any particular tradition. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, if, if I were to claim a tradition, it would be green, the green path. And that is a new one for me. I'm really not a religious witch. I'm, I'm more of a secular yeah. witch. I don't really have a, follow a particular religion. Mm-hmm. So if you have a different view, a different way of viewing the moon or different beliefs about the moon, please feel free to share them with us. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, I'm of the opinion of there is no one right way. Mm-hmm. It is all individual to the person who uh, is on their, their path. Yep. You know, so. I find this interesting. So we have a blue moon in January. Yep. We also have a blue moon in March. Mm, goodness. And then we don't have one until October of 2020. Wow. So. So take advantage of those yeah, blue moons. Yeah. Use those blue moons while you got them. Yeah, use those blue moons. You're getting two in one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. That yeah. is a big deal. There's I a lot of that. there's a lot of, of moon activity early on in this year, it seems like. Yeah. Because I believe in signs and portents. Uh, portents. I do think we need to keep our eye on what's going to, mm-hmm. what's going on, not only spiritually and supernaturally, but just physically, physically, manifestly, you know, manifesting in uh, our lives throughout this year where we live. Yeah, it looks like 2018 is going to be a very busy, mm-hmm. um, spiritually active year. I think so too. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I think so too. For our little family, if for no one else. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We're that's all we're all starting paths. Our car car is starting a dedicant path. I'm gonna spend the next two years studying every rune in the Elder Futhark. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna be learning more about the Green Witch Path. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, just I wanna learn more about divination. Mm-hmm. Uh I I'm adept at the pendulum. Very but um I, outrageously one might say. <laughs> but um I I'm trying to develop psychically. I'm wanting to become better at reading tarot mm-hmm. and uh, improve those divinatory skills. 
So that's really my focus this year, I guess. Yes, is, psychic uh, development. Psychic development and uh, divinatory skills other than pendulum. Yeah. Because that's kind of inherent. <laughs> that just happens. That's, happens. That's, that's her natural skill. That's my natural skill. All right. I think that's everything we had planned to talk about. Awesome sauce. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to us. I think we managed to get in under an hour. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we didn't bore the, just the socks off of you. Uh, <laughs> and if we did, this podcast isn't for you. It's going to be like this the whole damn the time. The whole yeah. damn time. The only thing we that are, might change are. is that I might ask even more questions that but, no one has an answer to. That's right. And that's and I am going to add that too. If you don't know the answer, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's why you That's part of this process. That's part of the process. You you look it up, you ask other people, you get varying opinions and then you find what works for you. Yep. And then you argue. You argue a lot. <laughs> we there will be a lot of arguments there will be in this a podcast. Lot, a lot of arguments if you're in our family, you yeah. Know? If you haven't quite cottoned on to it, we've created our own little family coven, really. And even though we're all individual, you know, solitary right. Te- practitioners. Technically, we're all solitary. Technically, yeah. we're but, solitary But we are sort of fusing our rituals together so that yep. we can all practice together. And, and it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We it's have an, a it's fun a, It's a fascinating process. Yep. Yeah, a very busy, moonful... Moonful, moonful yes. Moonful. That's a word now. That oh, it's yeah. a word now. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, we'll add it to the cool. dictionary. Cool word. <laughs> a moonful year. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Which begins, according to Daddy's calendar, tomorrow. And yep. according to my calendar, January 1st, because that's the first full moon after the Yule. So yep. thank you for listening to us mm-hmm. ramble on and babble. Uh, babble. And uh, we'll see We you are next three time. Pagans, pagans and a cat. We'll three see pagans. you next month. <laughs> three pagans. <laughs> three pagans and a cat. And a cat. <laughs>